Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Welcome back to the Run Dot Down post game show here on the Strickland YouTube channel. If you're listening, this is the, the day after the Strickland Podcast Network. The Knicks lose their first game of the season to the Boston Celtics, 108-104. But before we get into that, we are brought to you by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, and college football and NHL in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport, anytime. Head to the Bet Online. Head to the Bet Online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code. B-L-E-A-V, that's believe to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. I swear there was a word missing. It said head to it's, the bet online. It's I think it's the, the bet online the bet app. On app. Yeah. All right. But anyways, Knicks lose 108-104. I am joined. I am Sam as always. I am joined by Schwinny, Schwinny Poo and Tyrese. Um, that's at London's theory. Um yeah, um, IQ and RJ carrying us to a W and well, almost carrying us to a W in the first game of the season. Um, did not see that coming. Um, well, maybe you did if you're a true believer of this team or its young players. But um, yeah, I mean, I think we should start off with the positives before we get into the, all the negatives. Um, can I, let's start game. with the negatives. Can we start with the negatives? Yeah, there's, there's a lot, though. No, no, you, you, I want to start see... out with the biggest negative of the game tonight. I want to start out with that fucking joke of a broadcast. I don't know what the fuck I was listening to the entire game. Doris Burke was Doris Burke was about to have a stroke about Porzingis in the fourth quarter. She didn't have a stroke the entire game. I don't know what the hell she was talking about the entire game. The entire night, she's sitting there talking about the Boston Celtics like we're watching the 96 Bulls. Like they're about to win 72 games. And she's like, oh my God, the pressure they put on you. Drew Holidays, he's such a leader. Uh, Look at him dribble the ball up his fucking chode. Like, shut up. Like, what the fuck are you? Like, that gives an absolute disgraceful broadcast. And then the old, literally on every 50-50 call, this is the most amazing thing, right? Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers has played for this, like, or he coached the Celtics to a championship. So if you're expecting one person on this broadcast to just be like a total shill for the Celtics, it would be him, right? It would be, it would be Doc. Doc was somehow way more rational than she was. Like, the, that fourth quarter, she was actually about to cry. For, for the like, uh, call. Yeah, like like he was like, what did he victim. do? Yeah, like what, what is he supposed he do? to? I, I don't know. Like you're probably not supposed to wildly sling your like. The, okay, the, so the way that I saw that play, right? They they're battling for it. Hardenstein fouls him, so he swings his arm the first time. All right, they call the foul, then he swings it a second time, and you can see him cock the elbow back and like clear out. And like, sure, do you if you want to say it's a little bit harsh, fine. But like, you're she's acting like it was like the worst call that's ever happened in the issue And then she calls the quickly one. She was like, oh no, I thought that was a foul for sure. And she and she was like, she's like, oh, see, he goes A to B, and that and Todd was like. I mean, you're always going to A B. Like, I don't really know that's a foul. She's like, well, he's not vertical and he's sideways. I'm like, you're fucking an idiot. Um, I thought that was a like, I have no idea why she ever does Knicks games. Apparently, she's a Knicks fan. I think she's as much of a Knicks fan as Stephen A is. Um, so like, I just thought that was a disgrace. It was a complete joke to have to listen to that. And like, I I couldn't believe 
some of the commentary from her during this game. And then the only time, like, the only thing that she ever wanted to talk about the Knicks, the only thing she talked about in the pregame, and the only thing she talked about at the very end of the fucking game, when it was obvious Celtics were going to win, is she's like, oh, so what do you think about the Knicks ceiling? Why are we talking about the Knicks ceiling in the middle of the fucking game? Like, it's really? Yeah. Also, like, like this is the only time we can talk about the ceiling of this. Like, how is this the appropriate conversation to have right now? You know, this game is pretty interesting. I like uh, all these additions Celtics have made. The Knicks, what do we think about their playoff ceiling? Like, what the fuck? It's the first game of the season. It was, I just thought it was totally normal conversation. It was, it was a complete disgrace. And I, I, I don't know. I, I can't wait to watch a game on MSG. Hopefully it's I'm like, it's like she's like trying to over, if she is a Knicks fan, it's like she's trying to overcompensate by like trying not to have a bias by having an, a bias in like the opposite direction in the worst way possible. Like some people I know in this community. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but like i i just it made no sense a lot of the commentary which is super biased and i just kind of feel like what like if you're gonna have a commentary team have a commentary team that's like unbiased it's just appreciating the game like you have i get it ms mike breen msg got it but like mike breen is never like mike breen on um, espn commentary versus mike breen on like msg commentary is the same dude I'm surprised he likes the Knicks because sometimes he'll just be like, you know what, Clyde, you know, this guy is just like such a really good player, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. But like Doris Burke, for whatever reason, is Celtics homer. Like she's just Bill Simmons for them. I don't, I don't get it, man. I really don't. Yeah. Um, well, all right. Since we're going to stick with the negatives, um, let's talk about our two stars i would say no let's and... talk about that one fat fuck named julius randall first okay but like i i just a little last thing in the commentary i will say like i don't know i actually thought doc was fine i didn't think doc was that bad like i think yeah, doc's, doc's all right commentary. doc's fine uh, i just and like i can kind of understand he's done he commentary like, before yeah. too so and, it's and like... i and i get i get why he would be a little bit biased towards the celtics like that one is like I get it. And I didn't even think he was that biased towards them. I really didn't. Was, I thought he was I thought, I thought he, he commentated pretty good about, yeah, about the Knicks. I, like, he I spoke he was fine. pretty well about us, so I didn't have a problem I, I, with I him. I thought he was fine. Well, I, I thought, I thought Breen was obviously Breen. Um, although Breen is slowly, like, either going deaf or losing his eyesight because he was so confused about that jump ball. He was like, I don't know what they're calling here. I'm like, dude, they're pretty obviously calling the jump ball. <laughs> he was so confused for, like, 35 seconds. Um but yeah, I, I I just think Doris was like get, like I don't know the the less Doris the, the less the Knicks play on ESPN the happier I'll be because between Doris and the well broadcast, the better we get the less at, that will happen the, the, between Doris and the broadcast and Stephen A in the studio like I, I just I can't do I can't do the ESPN broadcast at all I just change the channel during the halftime and I, it's brutal I, and maybe I might just start watching these fucking games on mute. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, let's get into Tyrese's favorite basketball player, Julius. He fucking Randall. sucked. Like, what do you like? He, 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 I get it. Like this, like twenty-two shots, and you make five of them, bro. Like, what are we doing? Like, the threes were great. Four missed free throws. This game was atrocious. Like, I don't even care about the seven assists to no turnovers. Like, great job. You didn't turn the ball over. You didn't dribble it off your dick. And that was very lenient. because Yeah, it was also very there. lucky that he didn't turn the ball over. He had some he wildly the ball over, by the way. 2019-esque drives where he was, like, dribbling the ball how, off his how, how How can they say he didn't turn the ball over? I vividly remember a turnover in the fourth quarter where he drove in, tried to, like, go through Drew, got stripped, 
Like that's how was that not? A I'm turnover? pretty sure because like they got it back. Oh my god! So they don't dude. count it, and I'm like, yeah. come on. <laughs> The MSG, the MSG scorekeeper was definitely on one today. They had the Knicks down for 24 assists as a team, which let's just say I'm not sure I buy that number. Really? 24? How is that the even Celtics possible? Celtics had 18? <laughs> what? The, the Celtics did not play well. They, and, yeah, I, they I, didn't. Yeah, anyway, right, let's let's stick to the Knicks. We'll talk about the Celtics at the end or whenever. Yeah, I, I just, I, I don't know what he was doing. Um... Like there was some sort of defensive effort in like the first quarter, which was like good to see. I like the fact he was active in passing lanes, and then that's kind of it. Like, great, you were able to like get rebounds, but like you weren't even able to like you had eleven rebounds, four offensive, and I still kind of feel like you let so many offensive rebounds go to the Celtics. Yeah, and there was a had, bunch that Julius let get by him. They, they, they only had out. seven, but it felt like every time there was a huge offensive rebound, it was because Julius forgot to box out. This is this. I'm just looking at this box right now for the first time. This thing is fucking crazy. The Knicks outshot the Celtics from three. They were 18 of 41. They went 12 of 39. We had we had, we took 97 shots. They took 77. That's uh, they had 13 turnovers. We had nine turnovers. We literally lost this game at the free throw line. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, free throws are going to be our bane again. It seems this year. But they like it's one thing if you're, we don't. I don't need them to be a great free throw shooting team. But I need Brunson to make fucking technical free throws. I need Randall to not. What was he? One of five from the fucking one free throw five. line tonight. Yeah, he's four. He's four or five, and I'm chilling. Yeah. He was one of five from the line. Okay, Brunson zero for one. I don't know how Brunson didn't even get to the line more than that, but whatever. Uh, Grimes missed his one free throw. Hart missed a free throw. Hartenstein missed a free throw. Like Mitchell Robinson missing two free throws. I just like I don't even count his. Free throw this shooting is part of the team's total. That's like a separate thing. Separate entity. Um, yeah, it's a separate entity. You just if he makes them, great. If not, you just like, they're like a bonus. Yeah, but 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 this was like I mean I, I don't even know what to say. Like I I just it's the just to stick with Randall. Like it was just the decision made. I again like to Tyrese's point. Anybody that watched this, if you watched this game, like I never want to go back in time. At the, at the end of this year, right, we're looking back at like games or something. I don't want to hear somebody be like, oh man, like this is a pretty good game from Julius. Be like, no, it wasn't. It was actually terrible. His decision making was awful. That first quarter, him and RJ were like on so, first half, I guess I should say. And maybe like the first two and a half quarters of the game, they were on some weird mission to just like, how many times can we make Kristaps Porzingis look like Wemby? How many times can we make him look like Bill Russell right now? Because they just kept going right at him, and it was like, dude, you're not like you're not even dislodging him. If you try to go through him, fine. But you're trying to like do all this fucking finesse bullshit. Like, what are you jacked for? Like, what what are you jacked for? Like, go through the fucking guy. And then Julius had the one on a fast break in the first half where he like blew by somebody. I don't remember who it was. You're like, this is a dunk. This this is a dunk. And he goes for a layup, which he goes for a toss-it. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I just couldn't believe it. It was he's going for finesse points. And and then like uh, the worst part about this game for me for Julius, and this is what will like you can't capture this in a box score. There were so many, so fucking many times he had an open three, and he would just pump, pump, do some bullshit dribble, win, win, give, 
fucking do his little Beyblade bullshit into the fucking lane. 2019. It's the haircut, man. It's the haircut. He needs the hair to come back. And then the final thing I will say. Sketches. It was infuriating. I think it was (laughs) was a three. I might have been the three that were the first three that Porzingis made in the in the first or in the fourth quarter. And he did this a lot of times on the pick and roll. He will go like they'll bring him into the action, and then he like traps, but he's clearly supposed to either recover like he's supposed to recover to his man, but then he just stands there. So then like Hartenstein has to try to make this crazy rotation where he clearly can't get out to Porzingis in time and Porzingis cashed like two or three threes that way and it's like it's just I actually thought in general he played a good defensive game actually like I, I thought in general his defense was okay it's fine like you you would it would it would let's put it this way it was better than 2022-23 Julius defensive effort tonight but like you have Low those, bar. those those plays those specific plays where they're targeting you because they know you're fucking lazy. That's what that is. They're targeting you because they know you're fucking lazy. They bring you into the action because they know you're lazy and you give it to them. Like th- there's no excuse for that. There's no excuse for that. This is game one. It's game one of the season. You're playing a team who theoretically is either one you view as a rival or two you should view as kind of a, a benchmark for your team. A team that you should be, this is the team that we, we have to beat this team if we want to be what we hope to be. I mean, this guy was fucking out there, right? Jimmy Fallon, or the fuck it was, talking about every year is a wasted year if it's not a championship. Okay, well then fucking play like it because those plays, those plays where they're targeting you because they know you suck at defending pick and roll. You suck as soon as you're brought into the action. Those are the plays that kill you in the playoffs. Those are the plays that teams can target and the best teams will target. And he he got targeted when they needed buckets tonight. They, that's what they did. They absolutely roasted him when they needed buckets and and you know i have a lot more sympathy like okay if hartenstein has trouble you know you know playing drop or covering back out to like or Porzingis or whatever like i have a lot more sympathy for that that's a tough cover that's a tough cover for him for any center really you know i don't have sympathy for julius where it's just like oh i didn't really want to go back to tatum over there so i guess you're gonna have to do it buddy like it's just bullshit like you're just hanging out your teammates to dry and i can't stand that shit like I, I can deal. I can even deal with some of the offensive bullshit tonight. If if he played some like, oh wow, what a fucking like, fucking heroic defensive effort. But it wasn't that. It was like you saw better effort than you saw last year. But you're still you still saw the bullshit. And you know, like, thank God the Celtics can't dribble or pass or any of that shit because uh, it would have been a lot worse if they could. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean. With Julius, I mean, it, it. there was definitely a lot of 2019 vibes that Schwinn was alluding to with a lot of what he was saying. Um, hopefully that can change. Um, you know, it's early on. Hopefully we can cut out these bad habits. I mean, it, it, it was very interesting because, like, in the preseason, I don't know, preseason, it, it felt kind of weird just because, like, the way that their minutes were played, so we didn't really get to see that much of julius i guess um but like preseason defensively i know a lot of people made the um comments of him um he looked more engaged and he looked more active out there so i don't know if it was just a preseason thing or if it's something that's going to pick up during the regular season we'll see or it's the sketchers or it's the haircut or it's everything combined 
Um, shout out to everyone that's leaving comments. We will get to comments very soon as we are putting them up on the screen as we pass by. We also do have super chats. So if you would like to support us that way, that is another way to help us out over here um, and get your comment highlighted even quicker. Um, do we want to stick with the negatives? Do we want to go to our um, $100 million? We got we to gotta do our, this is like our, our thing is being negative. <laughs> yeah. So like, what are we talking about here? But I want to talk about. <laughs> no, Sam, this isn't your show. This is Tyrese and mine show. That's... I want to talk you about. You missed all the freezies and I need you to. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. All right. These are, I, these missed, numbers. I missed I missed two preseason games. That's half the preseason, bro. I know. I was sick for one and oh, I yeah, yeah, for the yeah. other one. Yeah. But oh, you're, you're out here these are, these are All right. These are valid reasons to No, miss. it's not. Preseason. I'm oh, here for yeah, guys, guys. Sorry, I have to date. I'm just uh, such a fucking I'm player. Like, I'm get such out a player, here. guys. <laughs> This is, I'm here for game one of the regular season. That all right, no, we're, we're sticking to negative. We'll get to half. All right, we'll stick to negatives. Okay, so all right, our 100 million dollar point guard that we did pay money to. Can I? I just want to, um, he didn't run like you. If you go back and watch that first quarter, he didn't run a play. There was no plays being run. It was just like it was like legit. Just oh, clear out. I'll, yeah, it was like <laughs> set me a pick. I'll and you could visibly see the rest of the team was just like. Where, where do you want us to go right now? What do you a lot, want us they to looked, do? They looked very lost on a lot. Yeah, they looked super lost. He kept jacking up these shots. And then, like, he, like, suddenly realized he hadn't made one. So then he did this, like, he ran this kind of pick and pop for Julius. Julius actually made the three because he didn't hesitate. It was amazing. Um, and then he got that assist, and he was like, okay, great. Let's get back to it. And he took, like, <laughs> got and he my assist like, out the way, guys. Yeah. He like bricked three straight shots. It was awful, and he he didn't get into a rhythm because he was forcing it. But nobody on the nobody else on the team got into a rhythm because of that. And like I, I do wonder, I do feel like some of Julius's just like really awful decision making probably is had to do with some of just like not feeling involved enough. And I'm not excusing it, but it's like that's kind of what you needed Brun. But like that's what you need Brunson to do at times. Is like, hey man. Get Randall the ball so he feels loved, and, and get RJ the ball like doing and it's, his. Thing. And it's so funny because you, you would think that they figured out the chemistry from last year to like you know come into well, this year with you know those uh, things kind of removed. Well, I think some of this is like because you didn't play Brunson much at all in preseason. That he's too. still kind of like working himself back, and that's cool. But like this is kind of what it looks like. I mean, and and. We saw this last year. If you go back and watch that first game against Memphis, he didn't have a good game. Yeah. Um, he played a pretty bad game. And by the way, the last time two times the Knicks have missed the playoffs, they've lost the season opener. So we are making the playoffs again, motherfucker. Um, sure. But like, it's just, it was just like, it was really, and it, 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 you could tell they were not together. They were like, it was all very, isolated actions and i know in general offense is already kind of like that but this was to another level um and the only good stretch they had collectively as a group was that random 10 point surge they went on in the third quarter which was like a lot of turnovers and they just got out in the open floor but yeah it was i thought this was an awful brunson game to be honest like i i'm not i know he had a bad last preseason game um this actually was slightly better than that i don't know 
what that means. Uh, but like, I'm not worried about him at all. But it's just, it's just annoying because ultimately, like, the things that cost you this game are the bad free throw shooting, yes, but like Brunson and Randall were awful. But what did they shoot from the field combined? So I know Brunson was what six of twenty one, and yeah, Randall was five of twenty two. So they were combined eleven, 11 of forty three from the field. The rest Jesus of the team, sucks. the rest of the team was what twenty five of. 54 like that's actually pretty decent you know like it's just they they gave you you nothing. take that shooting night from the supporting guys every single night basically they gave you nothing they they were awful tonight and and you were still probably should have won the game anyway but like it's hard it's hard to win games when your two guys your your two main guys are doing nothing and then you compare that you know to the Celtics where it's like okay Drew didn't have a great game, obviously, right? He only went four ten for nine points, but Classic like, true, but like Jason Tatum, 13, 22, 34 points. Kristaps, eight of 15, 30 points. By the way, Kristaps played 38 minutes tonight. Joe Mazzulla is a fucking moron. He um, played him for the whole first quarter. That was insane. Use this challenge on the dumbest fucking, like, <laughs> what was that? In the first Mazzola's quarter of the game, stupid on, like, they were up 11. Stupid he used it on some ridiculous out of bounds. I'm like, do you really need this possession that badly right now? Uh, but yeah, it was just he played awful. He is, I will say, like in general, I actually, I thought our our defense as a group was actually pretty solid, even Brunson included. I think he had a couple of good steals. Um, I thought his rotations were on point. It helps. It helps that the Celtics can't dribble. That helps a lot. They also <laughs> just make really stupid decisions all the time. Yes. Um, but yeah, like I just thought our defense was actually pretty solid, especially. Considering what we saw in that Wizards game, which I don't know what the hell that was. Um, but yeah, like it, it was just a bad game from both those guys. And, you know, you can sit here and talk about, like, I didn't think Mitch had a very good game. Honestly, I think RJ, like, 8 of 20, 24 points, he was fine, but offensively, you, you still felt like some of those decisions where he's driving to the hoop, you're like, dude, you're testing Porzingis for what? Like, what is the point of it? He got that one scoop layup on him, and he was uh, like, all right, let's keep going at it. <laughs> Yeah, like we gotta just, keep going. You know, like quickly made some questionable decisions driving to the rim, and it's like. But the thing is, I could live with the RJ and quickly stuff because if, if they played like that, and those two, and Brunson and Randall just have average games, you win this game probably like eight Ten. nine points. Like you're probably cruising there in the last couple of minutes of the game. So, um, really, just complete letdown from them. And you know, I, I know there are people in here asking about the rotations and stuff, but like honestly, if you look at this, like what was so bad i'm honestly like not sure the only thing i can see people i guess criticizing is taking out rj when he had it going i guess in the four i don't give a fuck about that what but like why still gave you he would have played like 16 straight minutes to close the game though yeah and grimes still gave you good production in his minutes that he came in for rj too grimes should have been closing yeah that was a weird sub i I just didn't I didn't like that one. Like, you had a run. Like, the fourth quarter was a run of Quickly and Grimes. And, like, that unit was Quickly, Grimes, Brunson, Randall, I think, iHeart. If, if we're, if we're, yeah, if we're being real, the guy that shouldn't have closed tonight is Julius. Like, yeah. Flat out. That's really who shouldn't have closed tonight. And, again, like, I – it's the first game of the season. So, I really, like – if anybody's super, like, upset, I, I wish they don't be. Like, the Hawks lost to the Hornets tonight. Throwing that out there. Um, so, so DeJounte's box scores if you want to have a good laugh. <laughs> Sam Chris lost Snyder, money on a parlay on DeJounte. Top six, bro. Top six. <laughs> Sam and DeJounte in a parlay. Hell no. I know better. <laughs> I know better. I know uh, better. 
But yeah, no, like it, it's <laughs> I see some of your best no, no, I see no. some of your some, some of these players I know better. Like from last year, I know that clip, clip this next time I see Sam and the TL talking about a DeJounte Murray Hell over no. under. You never see me complain about DeJounte Murray. I will be laughing at his ass. I do not care about him. I remember this and next clip. time I see fuck DeJounte, I need three more points. I will remember this shit. But yeah, I mean, like I, I thought. I thought I thought that the rest of the team, like honestly, like nobody was perfect. But you you're you're gonna take guys the had their moments tonight. You're gonna you're gonna take what the guys three through nine gave you tonight on the whole every night. Like if that's if you told me collectively, forget who did what. If you told me collectively, those that three to nine gives you exactly what they did tonight on average. I'm taking that the rest of the season. That's fucking great. Like. I'm I'm very very happy with that. Against most need, teams, that's a dub. Yeah, we need our two, uh, you know, franchise guys to uh, to be the franchise. That, that's how that works. So, um, you know, I I actually thought Tibbs was fine tonight. I thought I actually kind of liked the rotation he did with RJ, where RJ is the first one out now, and they put in Hart, um, and then RJ comes back in to close. He closed the first and second and third third quarters, right? So he's he comes back in with that quickly group. Um, I like that rotation. I think that's a good rotation. And uh, I actually thought he, he coached a pretty decent game where there's some weird Tib stuff. Like, sure, like, did he wait there too long? Tib- be. Yeah, there's always going to be some I, weird I Tib thought, stuff. I thought his fourth quarter was atrocious. I feel like he should have rolled the unit that got them back to the game a little longer. Like, I don't understand why you sub what time, out. When did he bring Randall back in? I'll like double check. Or right? uh, no, I think it was earlier. It might have been eight. And I'm I mean, just like... You should have rolled that more. Well, if there's one thing I actually, I, I don't even care about that. The one thing I actually disagreed with him doing, and I didn't understand it, was they took the ball out of Quickly's hands. And like, yeah, he was that cooking. Too. That he too. was cooking. Like, and then they went into the Brunson thing. And I get that. Like, I, I like get Like, you're it. trying to get Brunson going in the fourth it, or whatever it is. I mean, but like, like, yeah, it's like, dude, it's, it's not worth it, going, it at this point. Quickly had it going. He hit a fucking step back in Derek White's dumbass face. And then he didn't, like, he didn't initiate a set after that. And it's just like I, I don't really, like the next play he made after like then he steals the inbounds pass like he made this like and he was just like okay now it's Brunson time and it's like well is it Brunson time though is it are we sure it's Brunson time uh and then he, he you know he wouldn't have pulled Grimes if Grimes made that fucking three by the way if Grimes made that three he wouldn't have pulled him yeah which is like dumb like like I agree it's dumb but I know that's exactly what I was going for. But that's that's just my thing. I just I don't understand like that unit with cooking. Uh, Randall came back in with seven twenty four left in the in the game, but even still, like they had the lead. Quickly hits the floater. Quickly hits the setback, and then just shit, <laughs> shit down the court. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Randall comes back in seven twenty four. I like the like. I don't. I don't know. I get why he takes RJ out though, because RJ had played what? Like he was about to play a lot of minutes. He, he and RJ came back in with what? Two minutes left, or something like that. Uh, he came back in with yeah, two minutes and thirty four seconds left. So he played, and he played thirty six minutes tonight. So you're saying like he was about to play a sixteen minute stretch? Like I'm okay. I'm okay if tonight he was just like, this is my rotation. Let me see what it looks like. This is, I mean, and to be fair to him. This is legit the first time he's had all nine guys. He hasn't had that the entire way. He didn't have them preseason, not one time. And he obviously this is the first game of the year. Like no I am Jericho Sims at yeah, the there was no, and there was no Jericho Sims, which I know everybody was freaking out about. Like 
I'm okay with that. Like, if this was the, him just being like, look, this is what I want my rotation to be. Let's see what the fuck it is. I'm okay with that. And at the end of the day, like, we can sit here and bitch about the rotation. Like, and, you know, if this, let's, if Julius is really struggling for the next two weeks or something, and he persists in the same thing and won't change it, then I think it's something to talk about. But in a one-off game, I think it's okay. And I think it's okay to just be like, hey, look, maybe Julius and Brunson shouldn't play like fucking shitters. And that's it. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I have a really tough time coming down super hard on Tibbs here when I think, like, first of all, I thought his defensive adjustments after the first quarter were awesome. They scored, what, 78 points in the last three quarters of the game? Yep. Um, like, I, and most of that was at the end of that fourth quarter where it's like, you know, if you're fouling. It, it's, I, I thought he coached, I thought he made really good defensive adjustments. Um, and I, I thought he showed a lot of faith in quickly throughout this game. Like, I know that down the stretch, you know, he should have maybe put the ball in his hands a little bit more. But I, a lot of people obviously have been concerned, like, well, is quickly going to lose minutes? Like, this, what does this mean? Like, I don't think, like, He's a good player. I don't think I don't think Tibbs is bullshitting when he's like, I love quick. Like, like, yeah, dude, he does. He played him all fucking shit ton of minutes last year. He's played he's him. He's gonna do it again this year. He, he's played him steady in the rotation his entire career. Like I, we can not be happy about specifics of it, but I don't think he's lying when he says he values him. He clearly does. I don't think he's making that shit up. Yeah. Yeah, like I I'm just mad because it kind of felt like they could have won this game even with Randall and Brunson shitting themselves. And it kind of feels like Tibbs didn't help them lose this game, but you also didn't help them win this game. And it kind of yeah, feels like I agree with that. You can there was an opportunity for you guys to win this for the team to win this game. A little and chaotic it kind of felt neutral. Like, yeah. The thing what I'm saying is that basically chaotic. like I love Tibbs and I will defend him all the time. Extend him? Extend him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, should we extend him? Is that is the time to talk about that? I'm surprised they didn't talk about that on the broadcast. So, uh, Nick's down here four with seven seconds left. Do we think they should extend Tom to <laughs> And then Doc Rose like, yes, I think he's a fantastic coach. You know, he's really brought the ethos back to this team. Oh, uh, my this, gosh. This is pretty, I, I agree with this. It's only one yeah. game, but I do hate the bench guys. This is from Christopher Vieira, by the way. But I do hate that bench guys like IQ only get first half stints or one first half stint. Wish Thomas would allow bench guys to play more than one stint and a half. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a problem with the bench thing. He just this is just one of the this is one of the weird tips things. Like, and and Jeff has talked about this. Like, he's basically had meltdowns about this seven thousand times. But like, right, running so. where he just tells us the numbers. He's like, because how Tibbs runs his rotations, a bench guy can never play more than twenty eight minutes a game. I'm like, okay, Jeff, I get it. Like, <laughs> relax, buddy. <laughs> But yeah, like, no, I mean, I, I agree. I think that's a fair frustration, but it's like, I guess where I'm, where I, I just have a tough time. It's like, we know this, that Tibbs does this. Like, we know that. So in the scheme of like understanding what Tibbs is as a coach, I don't think this game is like, if this wasn't one of those ones where it's like, why the fuck is he going back to Alfred here? Like, why is he doing this thing that makes absolutely no sense? I didn't think anything he did tonight was like, this makes no sense. Like, it felt like he pla- he played a rotation that he felt like. I think this is going to be our rotation, right? Give or take a little bit here or there, but like, this is what he wants to do. And if you're really looking at it, you know, if you want to take that for what it is, like, you know, 34 minutes for Randall, 33 Brunson, 36 Barrett, 28 quickly, 22 Hart. 26 Hartenstein because of Mitch's thing. I mean, no, it's center things or whatever. Uh, I, I, I've been saying this all offseason. Like, the guy that I think is going to end up losing minutes 
from you know the people we're bringing back is Grimes. Grimes only played 23 minutes tonight. And like I think Tibbs pretty firmly views quickly in like a higher level of his like in Tibbs's weird pyramid of who he loves on the team. Like quick is like I think quick is he's close to the top. He's like in that top group now. He's you know, he's burrowing his way into the top group. Grimes is still kind of like in the you know, you're you're cool, but like fuck you, I have Josh Hart here at group. Like it's he's not he's not there yet. Um but yeah, I think Grimes is gonna be the one that ends up losing minutes because it feels like he's where Quick was in some ways, right? Where it's like when he's shooting well, you're like, great. But as soon as he misses a couple, you're like, fucking RJ, get her, get her in here right now. <laughs> yeah. I did like the RJ heat heat check three in the last minute of the game. Not sure what that was about. Every time he takes a, a step back, I start wincing because he looks so uncomfortable doing it. Like, what has Drew Henley been teaching you for the last five years? Aside from how to balance, he, he it, look, it looks very, it looks very unnatural. Yeah, because he's just not supposed to move like that, man. He's rickety and stiff, and it's like you have arthritis at twenty three years old. What are you doing? He needs to just learn how to like shoot with somebody in his face and not worry about creating separation. Like he needs to be do the Grimes thing where it's like, ah, eh, fuck it, I'll just shoot anyway. <laughs> really, I'm being dead ass. Like I really think like his he's never gonna have the kind of like. But I feel like Grimes has a quick enough trigger for that. RJ's release isn't as quick or smooth to get it off like that. I think maybe he just needs to work with Randall more. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! That's, that's, oh my yeah, god! That's a good point. What's what's more miserable when Julius Randle plays like a brainless child or the current Bills offense? I for one love Ken Dorsey. Yeah, the, like honestly, it's not even close to Julius Randle. Like it's <laughs> because even with like whatever the Bills offense is now, at times it's just be like, oh, cool. Josh Allen decided to throw like a forty-yard bomb. That's awesome. Like when Julius Randle plays like an idiot, you're like, none of it is cool. You're just like, <laughs> yeah, you're miserable. You're like screaming at your TV. I'm telling you, that drive he had in the fourth quarter where he totally didn't turn it over uh, for Drew Griffin. I was just like, what the hell? Like, uh, it was just so. There was, there was so many drives in that first half, too, where it looked like 2019, where like he was like losing the ball and like catching it back and like twisting and turning in the air, trying to find somebody to pass it to. And I was just like, oh, we're doing this again. Nice. <laughs> It was the funniest thing. I guess the funniest part of like what Doc was talking about in the fourth quarter was where he was like, oh, look, look at the Knicks. They have their continuity. I'm like, have you watched this play? Like, <laughs> like there's this passing shit is going to stop in the next possession. Dude, that'd be no passing, bro. And you know this because you run the same fucking offense that Tibbs does. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, look at the ball movement. Shut the fuck up, man. I feel like he was just trying to, like, you know, be positive about something. He's like about first broadcast him at the garden. Yeah, he's like, let me not, let me not, let me not, t- let me not have Nick's fans turn on me real quick on the on the. What's a Nick always in Nick? You know, one of y'all. Tom was, was my boy. He wanted to He was really like you could tell he's like really happy to just not be coaching. <laughs> like chill. Yeah, I mean, this is the least stress I, I've heard of. I mean, like, do, how would you think he feel? He would feel dealing with this James Harden situation right now. <laughs> did, did you hear? He said something during the pregame where he's like, 
they were talking about you know they, they highlight different players right so i think doris did Kristaps obviously because she loves him um but then doc was like oh we can talk about tatum we'll talk about Jalen brown and he was like you know this guy got he basically got me fired i was like damn <laughs> oh my like, god damn, that's crazy <laughs> bro doc is what like Post-retirement doc might actually be kind of good to listen to. Well, he's got all that. He's got all that, you know, current knowledge on all the current players that they like, you know, he's had to coach against. (laughs) So it's going to be rich. I need nobody to give him a coaching job. Like, I I just need him to, like, embrace it because he was not too bad. Yeah, I don't think he was that bad. I think he's better than Mark Jackson. Well, he just doesn't have a catchphrase very soon. So he doesn't have a catchphrase yet, but I think he'll figure one out. Oh, look, there goes that man. <laughs> <laughs> I am about to go into FanDuel and place a very significant amount on Emmanuel quickly, six million. Sam year. placing a bet, people. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Who would have seen that coming? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think this is a good segue into some positives of tonight. Um, one, Emmanuel quickly, um, which I had stated in one of the preseason. In, um post games that I was hoping that he would be able to start the season off not in a slow manner because pre the last couple of years he started the year just really slow yeah. him and RJ they started the year very slow um so him getting off to this start in this game was a very 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 encouraging sign and hopefully he can keep, continue this momentum I have confidence that he will because just like the way he looked compared to the way he looked in previous season openers and like early season games from years past, like he didn't look as confident as he did tonight. Um, the shot didn't look as good as it, as it did tonight. Um, and yeah, he just like, he wants to get paid and he's coming for a bench for that six man of the year and no better team to do it against than his favorite team. He likes screwing over than the Boston Celtics who their 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 little white knight Peyton Pritchard did not perform as well as they probably hoped he would. Oh uh, yeah, but he made he made the free throws and they counted, so he got the W. <laughs> For reference' sake, Quickly's first three season openers: five points, zero points, three points. So he had twenty four tonight. Um, he's just he's incredible, man. That's the best. That's the most complete guard, backup guard. Um, in the NBA, not Peyton Pritchard or the fuck they were saying on that damn article. His defense is again really good tonight. Like it's just quickly, like he's yeah. really good at both sides of the ball. He's one of the best two way guards in the league. I don't care about that Drew Holiday shit. Like <laughs> people were legitimately like, oh yeah, you know, like trade trade quickly for Drew Holiday, bro. You know, like like that's what Drew Holiday wishes he could do. He wishes he could move like that. I, I never seen Drew Holiday saw somebody up. Definitely. Drew Holiday is losing that off his legs and like I, I, the turnover. I wonder, if, I wonder if like anybody, any random fan of another team has ever watched this and they're like, why do these Knicks fans like shit on Drew Holiday so much? <laughs> like, what has this guy ever done to the Knicks? You would think like Drew Holiday has dropped like consistent 30 bombs on us for us no, to like hate him so much. Yeah. <laughs> he just like sucks so much that we can't stand him. It's like, why like is he? <laughs> And bro, like the gas that he was getting this offseason from like every media outlet Filthy. since he got sent Filthy. to the Boston has been ridiculous. They've been treating him like he's Gary Payton in his prime. 
Like they, like they over here, like Team USA is like they're like they're 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 scouting for him. They want Full him so court bad press for Team USA. Like, <laughs> come on, let's be better. Yeah, oh my he, yeah. Payton Pritchard got the he got one of the sympathy invites, right? The Team USA camp. Um, I think the so. White privilege invite. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the one I'm talking about. Correct. <laughs> uh, uh, we did get a question from somebody. I can't even find it right now. Um, oh yeah, this is from Christopher Vieira. I think this is worth talking about. Um, we'll talk about quickly too. But how do y'all feel we did at the four in the non-Randall minutes? I think Hart did pretty well. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Hart actually did awesome, and I would have closed with Hart over Randall. That's what I would have done. And I think it helps that the Celtics also just like didn't really have, don't really have a competent backups. I mean, who who they play at backups tonight? They had Horford Sam that came Hauser. in, Sam Hauser. Um, what you call it, Luke Cornett? Um, who else? Peyton Pritchard. Like their backups yeah, really are are like this was a perfect team to like get us started with. I and... think Pritchard. I think Pritchard. Like I know he didn't play well tonight. I actually think it was like a solid regular season player. Anyway, he'll have better nights. Um, Hauser is he'll shoot, but like that's it. That's it. <laughs> he he's basically like a modern day Novak. So all you got to do is run that guy off the line. Whoa. If you run him off the line, he can't do anything. I get they had like put gel in there here and they're both white, but like calling Sam Hauser Steve Novak is yeah, offensive. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I, I know that there's only one good He's, you, watch. Sam Hauser is white Yuta Watanabe, and I need you to like Okay, so chill. basically exactly what Sam Hauser is, correct. Um so <laughs> so chill anyway. Novak, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like they yeah, their bench is what it is. I think they'll probably try i mean they still have picks and stuff so i think they'll probably make another move to shore up the bench a little bit but yeah like the bench is not good um and you know like if he's gonna have to play porzingis 38 minutes against any team that's good like i don't know man that's just a very big concern i would have but that's a recipe for lower body extremities but yeah i thought i thought heart honestly i didn't think i thought i didn't really like his decision making at all today offensively it was really bad um but i thought his defense was solid and more importantly i thought he held up which i think the main question here is like how did he hold up on the glass right really that's what we're talking about and i thought he was fine i mean he he grabbed a a really big rebound um over horford uh in the in the second half like i even commented on the broadcast um it was really good he i thought he was fine took four threes yeah, I'll take that, MJ. Yeah, just don't hesitate on the ones that you need to take. Um, and then I thought I thought RJ was okay at the four. Like the rebounding with him at the four is always just gonna be like, can nah. you get a contested board for me, please? Like, is that possible? Can you try? Yeah, can you go can you like that one at the end of the third quarter was really frustrating? It's like, dude, you're right there. Just grab the ball. Like, I don't know what to say. Um, but yeah, I'm not too worried about it. Also, this is like a pretty good matchup for that group, so probably bears more kind of monitoring but look we're gonna play atlanta after this they're not exactly playing giants at the four you know jalen johnson is their backup four right now so um yeah i'm not too worried about that to go back to quickly um i thought his scoring was just like he started the game really good i the biggest thing for me was there was none of the stupid pump fakes to take a sidestep or stupid pump fakes to drive and go nowhere he took the open threes and there. He took he took contested threes when that's a fine three to take. Like he took the ones where they got caught in a screen. He took the ones where the closeout wasn't going to get to him. I thought those were good shots. Um, 
and confident and indecisive. Yeah, I, I would say still like some of his decision making when he got into the paint, especially in the second half, was a little like, "Where are you going here?" The whole team was on drugs yeah. getting into the paint. Yeah, <laughs> so I would be like, I mean, that's okay. I, again, first game of the season, feel some stuff out, and I do. It does feel like they're he's still trying to figure out where Dante is. Like, wh- like, how do I play off of this guy? I think they're still figuring some stuff out with those two. I'm not too worried about it. Their skill sets make sense together. Um, and Dante will make open threes. Like, I'm not worried that he didn't make them tonight. Will but, he make open layups, though? No. That is the no. question. No. no. <laughs> that will haunt us the whole like, year. You, you get get over the fact that, like, Dante DiVincenzo is going to lay Frank Lukina inside the three-point arc. And, like, we just Dan- need to embrace that. Dante DiVincenzo has a Poo layup package. Yeah. <laughs> Right, wherever, like, he, wherever he makes a layup, I'm just gonna like give an ovation because yeah, like that's that's, that's like, a round of applause. <laughs> that's that's what we call the Shuni layup package. Um, <laughs> like he he's like when we signed him, I was like I remember just being like, man, I'm really excited, like because he can shoot threes. This is great, and all these Warriors fans are like, yeah, this is a good signing, but like, man, <laughs> when that guy gets on the rim, I'm not sure what's going on there. <laughs> it's like zero brain cells. <laughs> like, it's just wild. Like, how the hell did he make? Like fifty three percent of his twos last year. The funniest thing is he's actually athletic too, which makes it even funnier that he's such a bad finisher. I'm like, what? bro, it'll be going for like these up and under finesse layups, <laughs> and it'd be like straight glass. It's like okay, no, and like he'd be throwing it up and be going to the other side of the rim. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought <clears throat> I thought quickly played a really good game. His defense was good again. He just. He was into the game like as soon as he was in it. Like he 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 brought intensity. I thought I think the Knicks needed the energy he brought when he got in, especially in the first half. Um, he hit big shots. Like he hit big shots in the fourth quarter throughout it. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't really I don't think there's like much to say. Like he's a good player. And and I, I guess the the one thing I will say, the best thing about this is like I'm really happy he played well in the first game because I'm so sick and tired of every time you talk about like he's a good player. He's in, yeah. Well, he didn't show up in the playoffs, and it's like, dude, what are we doing? Are we like, can we stop acting like we're like a perennial fucking like we're not the Celtics, dude? We haven't been to the playoffs every year for the last fucking fifty-seven years and gone to the conference finals out of for fifty-four of them. Like, can we stop just acting like we're people above? act like half our playoff team didn't play bad in the playoffs last year? <laughs> like, where's this high bar that like? Well, I- for our players and that I mean, we're all supposed to play well. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll say this: like, I do, I do think that when it comes to like, well, what is he worth? What and forget what he's worth. Like, what's he gonna get paid? Right? Like, why didn't the Knicks extend him? I do think that is where the playoff stuff matters because it's like, look, man, if I'm gonna pay you twenty-seven million dollars, where the fuck you want it? Let's just say it's that Devin Vassell, Jane McDaniel's contract. I know those guys haven't done shit in the playoffs either, but they're wings. And I'm sorry, guess what? Wings get paid more. It's just how the league is. If I'm going to pay you that, and I've seen you play shitty in the playoffs, offensively anyway, that's got to be a concern of that weighs in there. And, like, I get that part of it. But, but, if he plays like this, which I don't think there's a reason to suspect he won't, and then he brings that into the playoffs then I think there's something to, like, then the Knicks are probably going to lose the bet they made. Where, like, 
or in some ways, I guess they made a bet. We don't know exactly specifically what happens in this negotiation, but like he will get paid very close to what he wants then, if not getting exactly what he wants. Because the guy you saw today, he play, he brings that into a playoff setting. Like you pay guys like that, you pay guards like that. Because guess what? Like guards like that, they can be on the floor even with other guards. Like again, we saw once again Tom Thibodeau closing a game with Manuel Quickly and Jalen Brunson. Like he clearly likes that lineup. I think it's weird that people have decided he doesn't like it because he was weird about it in the playoffs instead of just being like, maybe that was a weird tips thing, which like, I think we can chalk up a lot of stuff to just weird tips things. Um, yeah, I, I thought, yeah, I, I thought, I, <laughs> I thought quickly played a good game and I was excited about that. I thought, I, I want to say before we get into RJ, I thought Hartenstein was like a fucking warrior tonight. That guy just was out there like hustling everywhere, running around, just being fucking crazy He reminded intense. us he's half black. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was, that was some real, that was some RNS if I've ever seen it. That little, that, that hard foul on Jalen Brown got me up. I was applauding. I was like, yeah. This is what your daddy would be doing if he was in the league. Like, he was cooking. I, I love Hardenstein, man. He just has like a nasty to him that I don't like aside from like Josh Hart, I don't think anybody else in this team really has. I don't even think it's it's weird though because it's not like I don't even think it's nasty. I think he's just playing hard. Like he's just like that Jalen Brown incident. I was like, I don't even I don't even know what Hartenstein did there. Like he yeah, he didn't him. do anything malicious. He just fouled him hard, and that was and it. grabbed him. He just grabbed him. He actually like didn't foul. He him made sure to like know. not hurt him. Now, I'm yeah, not saying nasty in terms of like he's like a bad player, but I think it's just like that moxie that like he grit. does have like an attitude about him. Grit. Yeah, classic term he, of New York grit. He 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 plays hard, and like I I just thought he played really well tonight. I thought he stepped up, you know, with Mitch in foul trouble. I just thought he stepped up. He played. He probably played what like the last fucking like eighteen minutes or something. I mean, he played a shit ton of minutes in this game. Um, or in the second half, I should say. He played 26 minutes in the game, but I, I would ima- imagine majority of that was second half. He was just everywhere. I, I thought he was, again, his energy and effort. I don't I don't know what the hell. The numbers don't, aren't going to show it, obviously, but like I thought his screens in the second half were huge in terms of like freeing guys up for shots. Um, he played really well, and uh, I just wanted to shout him out because we know centers don't get love. Um, <clears throat> but RJ, RJ had a good game, I guess. Like, uh, I don't know. It was just... A, it was a weird game for him. It was like the three-point shooting was good when he took the threes that you want him to take. Like mm-hmm. he, I think two of his sh- two of the threes he missed were step backs of some kind. Uh one of them might have been just like a really tough three he had to do as a bailout, but he, he I there's evidence obviously that the three-point shot if he takes the right ones are good. Free throw shooting continues to be nice with him, 6 7 from the free throw line. He went eight to twenty from the field again. Like this is one of those games where you're like, okay, you could have, you could have probably scored the same, and gone eight of sixteen if you just make better decisions when you go to the rim, um, and like kick it out when you don't have something. That was frustrating. The one in transition where he was like, I'm gonna be dunk on Porzingis, and I was like, as soon as he, as soon as he started that shit, I was like, oh my god. He read a couple of of Knicks fans' tweets from a couple years ago. And decided to internalize it. Yeah, yeah, it, it was just like I was like, the, the, but it's look, it's first game of the season. We'll see. Like, but again, these eight of twenty lines, they can be eight of sixteen for twenty four points. You're not losing anything. 
Um, he's just got to make better decisions, and maybe you get you know a couple more assists. Like, look, he took twenty shots, he had two assists. You know, you, you would like that to be a little higher of a ratio. And um, you know, I'm not saying the raw assist numbers are any are everything. I'm sure that he passed three times, a guy missed shot, guys missed shots, or Julius Randle a pump fake, or Jalen Brunson, whatever it is. Like, I, I'm sure that happened. But again, he, how many times did he get blocked by Porzingis in game three? Might be three. Yeah, like I, I, it's just. It's one of those things where it's like I not I'm not one of those where like ones where you're like, oh well, you know, that's tough shit. It just happens. Like it was that dunk and it was like these two he shot one standstill floater, like right in front of him. And I'm like, what? He's gonna eat that shit, bro. He's seven three. Like, what the fuck? He's like probably dying for a fucking food over there. Like he's gonna eat that shit. And he we blocked another one in the first half like that too. It just just make better decisions. And again, like I've been saying this for fucking Two years now. Like, if he makes better decisions when to take shots, when to kick out, like, he's going to be more efficient. But it's all on him. Like, I, again, like, all, how much better do you feel about this line if it's eight of 16 for 24 points, six of seven from the line, two of five, three? You know, like, it's, it's those margins that really, like, kill his efficiency. And that's what you're hoping in year five is what goes away as the season goes on. And it's funny enough because, like, I, Forgot which preseason game was it? it? Was it the first one where, like, you know, he came out, he was really nice on the drives, he was passing out of the drives and stuff like that. He looked really decisive on the drives. I think it was the first preseason game or the second one, but it was one of the preseason games, and he came out really nice on the drives. And it's funny how, like, you know, preseason ends and a lot of that stuff just like disappears. I wonder what, like, what shifts in these players' minds from preseason to regular season game in a matter of like what a week or so where, like, things they were doing so well in a preseason game, it just changes, like, their mindset is just totally different, so. Yeah. Yeah, I... I'm not talking about RJ Barrett until December 1st. Liar. Yeah, that's such a lie. That's such a lie. Didn't you make up some rule like this last year, too? We're sticking by it this year. I I did a rule like this last year, too, where I was like, I'm not going to talk about Julius Randle until, like... I had a rule I wasn't going to say his name. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about Julius. No, until 20 that games was in. just coded racism. <laughs> and then like oh, coded racism. Okay. <laughs> ten games in, I was like, "Fucking Julius, get this guy out of here." I'm not talking about. R- <laughs> I'm not talking about RJ Barrett until December first. Yeah, th- this this was uh, this is worth bringing up. Um, Jordan Bob, can we not say that those officials caused Knicks to see them points on multiple occasions? Brunson flop call, flop, uh, IQBS call, yes. BS double tech. Yeah. I mean, those were all fair. I just like, look, they sucked. Um, but let's get on our doors, Burke, right now. Start yeah. crying. Yeah. No, the Knicks just, they, they fucking, they missed so many free throws that it's like hard to really like, like what Brunson probably would have fucking. What missed. is Jalen Brunson supposed to do there? <laughs> what is he supposed, supposed to levitate? He's supposed to levitate. He's supposed to respect the fact that Jason Tatum was, he was supposed to move his feet. In midair, out of the way, because how dare you step on Jason Tatum's foot? Yeah, and I mean that—that's that was that was nine. I think it was what was that eighty-eight, eighty-six? I think. Yeah. So, you know, that's they go down, they get they get a bucket, or I think Tatum got fouled. Whatever it was, they get two points. Um, and instead, it's like you know it should have been three for Brunson. Maybe even if it's two, right? Because tonight apparently nobody could hit all their free throws. Even if it's two, it's fucking four-point swing. Um, and I don't know if, if I, they can also review that if they call that foul, which it should have been called, 
they would review that. They could give him fucking flagrant. Even it's that bullshit call, but like they could get a flagrant out of it too, right? So maybe you get two free throws in possession. Who the hell knows what happens? Like it's a it's a big swing for sure. But um, you know, I think you just like I hate to do it, but it's like on a night like this, like the Knicks, yeah, those things went against them, but they still should have won this game. If they miss, if they make free throws and if Brunson and Randall don't play like fucking diarrhea is dripping down their legs, like they're 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 winning this game. So I don't know. I I, I hear all that. I, I don't disagree, but I just I have a hard time like getting too worked up about it for that reason. Yeah, and it it's, it just brings me back to last year where we lost so many games on the free throw line. It's just like I I'm hoping that it's not something that is our bane again but it seems like it's going to be it's going to be like they brought back nine eight um out of nine of the rotation like it, it's going to be i don't know man apparently rj's uh sniper now from the free throw line so i don't think brunson's a bad free throw shooter anymore i am a little worried about randall he didn't shoot free throws well in the preseason either it's the shoes it's the the sketchers shoes just look awkward on them they're like probably one of them but just like a little lower and it's fucking, so. up his, it's fucking up his equilibrium and he can't make free throws anymore. I think it's the haircut more than the shoes. That too. The haircut is just bad vibes. It, it brings back so much like 2019 memories. Like, I think if he's going to do it, he's just got to go bald. Like do the Derek White thing. <laughs> oh my God. Like, Derek White got bullied into doing that. And he still looks bad. <laughs> like, he, it, he, he, he was a better something. He looks like he looks no, like no. I I think like people were just like cracking so many jokes about him like having such a fucked up hairline that like I just he, he decided to just go bald. But like he just looks like he's he's someone that party. he looks he's someone that like he, with hair and without hair like he just has to make up his mind and just like he's like, just ugly. <laughs> like yeah, he's just yeah. ugly. Like bro, like sometimes you just the bullet. Bro, like you look like Mister Clean. Just sometimes you just gotta be chopped. Like it happens, bro. Maybe. Yeah, I think. He so he he saw Tyrese's tweets about his hair. <laughs> it was more than just Tyrese's tweets. It was like everybody in America. It was Boston. It was Boston fans themselves. That's yeah, that, that's, just, what, that's just racism. What? <laughs> that's just racism. That's what that is. That's nothing to do there. What is this the, last game? But like, it's funny because in San Antonio, he they, he was just rocking it fine. It's like once you get to like a, a media market like Boston, <laughs> like it just explodes, and you know. He just had to bite the bullet. He decided to go bald. I don't know. Yeah, All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, our next game is Friday versus the Hawks. Mm-hmm. You got a date? No, I don't. Um, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> yo, oh, my God. That you, I agree. It is interesting. You don't have a date. Oh, my that's God. Crazy. Am I You're supposed to now? now? Caroline analysis. Aldi joke. Hairline analysis slaps uh, from Chris Bernhard. I DM Sam that it was a bad sign. He's rocking 45 year old dad kicks with a 2019 haircut for that garbage can. <laughs> well, that bag must have been incredible. Yeah, we have to. We have to know the details of the sketches deal. He got like... Jimmy. He has. He's gone. Jimmy Fallon tonight. Showing off Skechers, bro. That bag had to be like at least nine figures. I know this is a post game show, but do you guys think, like, if quickly, let's just say he plays like let's play, let's say he plays like this, he plays whatever he played like he did the last 
what is it, like six months of the season from like December to April. <clears throat> I don't even think they can trade him then. Like he's too valuable if he plays like that. And then they're just gonna be like, "Fuck, we gotta like, we gotta fucking pay him now." Like, what the fuck mean, <laughs> again, you gonna send him to San Antonio to have him play with Wemby? Like, no, like, like you're just not. I, I really, I, like this is this was my entire thinking was like, I get all the reasons to not do it, but and like I, you have I, to without, do it. Well, without knowing the numbers, this is the problem. We don't know the numbers, right? We don't know exactly what click. We don't know what quickly asked for. More importantly, we don't know what quickly would have been like. Whatever quickly asked for, you give it to. Okay, right. Exactly. I, don't I, care. Want, I want the designated super max. Right you could have gave him the sphere. I would have been like, that's cool. <laughs> Shit. It's Maybe not my money. Like this? Yeah, it's not my money. I'm like, Dolan, what black man get paid? I don't know what but you like, want I, me to I, say. I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't know what he wanted. I don't, it was like, I would have paid him 400. I really would have. I'd have been like, fine, fuck it. Like, if it was, you know, if he wanted the five, 135 or whatever, I kind of get the hesitancy. 4108. It's just to me, it's just like uh, I don't know. I'm. I think if he plays like this, you're gonna, you're not gonna trade him because you can't. Like, he's too valuable in his role if he plays like this. You're not gonna find somebody who can play backup point, but can also play with your point guard and do all this shit defense. Like, he, you're not gonna get that. And so I, I don't know. Unless you're packaging him for like some superstar, we don't know who's on the market right now. Which I don't think is going to happen. Like I don't see the Joel Embiid thing at all. I think that's horseshit. He's not a superstar. Oh my god! Imagine they traded him for James Harden. <laughs> no, why would I imagine that? It's gross, man. Uh, and and it, like the cat thing, I was like, oh, what if they did like quickly and random? Quickly, RJ five for <laughs> for a cat. Like, what do we do? That's how like, you get. Like, that's how you get a, a mass parade off the George Washington Bridge. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm got to do it, bro. I just like I. The more he plays like this, I think the more. In I just don't see how you can trade him. I really don't, and I don't even know how you can't. I can't resign him. Like it, it just. I would have just bitten the bullet and paid him the summer. But again, I don't know the specifics of what they did and didn't offer, and I don't know what the specifics of what he wanted and didn't want. So, who can say? Um, but if he plays like this, that payday might be nice for him. You just give him all of Randall's contract. It's cool. I, I want to. Hey, you know, I didn't need to. I didn't need to see this to, to do that. <laughs> Could have signed me up for that since the moment Randall signed that contract. He could have signed me up for that the moment fucking Emmanuel quickly played for the Knicks. I was like, oh yeah, let's give this guy money. <laughs> the first floater, you're like, you know what? Yeah, hundred million right there. I like this kid. Yeah, no, I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious, like, because I just don't see what. They're just not guys that can do what he does. They're just not like the guys. How many guards do this shit? Like, there's just not that many guards. Not Peyton Pritchard. I tell you that much. Yeah, not Peyton Pritchard, not Malcolm Brogdon, not. I mean, but for real, like the guys you really compare him to, right? They'd be like, oh, are plus defenders and can play with other guards and run point, but play off ball. Like the best versions of those are guys that help you win at a high level. Like, right? It's a Kyle Lowry. Okay. Yeah, that guy. Fucking won a championship, you know, like Drew Holiday. Yeah, won a championship. Shitting. They himself. usually win championships. He won a he won a championship while shitting himself, which is amazing. Exactly. <laughs> All Drew Holiday did was throw the lob to Giannis. In that game. <laughs> I mean, if you if you really think about it, we've already seen enough from quickly in the playoffs that he could win a championship with Giannis. 
You put him next. You put him next to Jokic. They would have won in five instead of six. Like, come on. We, we, but like, I don't know. I Murray is probably like the other version of this, where he's like, obviously, he's not a, he's a great offensive player, but not like a great defensive, defensive player. Yeah. But he's better as a scorer than quickly. He's a more complete scorer, but like, he's not as good defensively. But like guys like that that just have the size and the ability to play both on and off ball. I don't know. They're really rare and. I think the more you have, it's just it's hard to to not give up that. Like I'm comfortable if those were the only two guards we had, whereas Brunson and Quickly, I'd be like, that's fine. Fine. Schwinn, like, thoughts on Al Horford tonight? Falco. <laughs> Every <laughs> single time he made he made two shots, right? Made two shots. Two threes. Two threes. That were both. One of them was on Julius. It was exactly what I'm talking about with Julius, by the way. Where he did the fucking. <laughs> they put him into the action, and then. He Al, Al Horford went to the corner and Julius was like, I'm not doing that. Nope, not gonna make that rotation. And he drained the hand. I was like, I literally hate you so much. Right? <laughs> I literally hate you. I, I hated everything about that play. I hated Julius that play, and I hate that it was Al Horford that hit that three. I feel like Prez was at home cheering, by the way. Yeah, Prez was at home. <laughs> no, he, he was probably watching like Lori Markin and like feeling really proud of his culture from Rich. By the way, they're doubt they got blown out. Shout out to Lori Markin. Uh shout out to the first actual day of nba basketball being mainly blowouts by the way because nobody's you're back who who said this i want to know who said this someone said iq and two for who said that it's probably that person on twitter who likes every tweet every potential trade for a superstar i don't know who i'm talking about Uh, okay moving on This is this is kind of uh, this is for you guys. Uh, is it really a bad thing for the Knicks if IQ plays in a higher deal that shows he's better proven than he's better proven them and himself right? And now he's in the starting lineup. Don't forget about this from Chris. If Bernard. he's in the starting lineup, we're having uncomfortable conversations about a Canadian. This I think like I don't like viewing it as a binary because that's kind of like what Quickly's appeal is, right? Is that he can, but can that is lineup. what. Being yeah. on a Thibs team forces you to forces you into that way of thinking. Unfortunately, I think it's the contracts. I don't think it's about even Tibbs. I think it's about the contracts. Like, contracts. yeah, like because I, what I bet happened is whatever you're negotiating, that the cell number comes in, and quickly is like, well, the fuck, this guy done. Then the Jaden McDaniel's number comes in. He's like, wait, what the fuck? And then he probably looks back and like RJ got the number, right? He got four one oh eight or four one oh seven, which is basically what those guys got with one less year, right? It's basically the same thing those guys got with one less year. And he's like, I've proven as much as any of these guys at the very minimum. At the bare minimum, I've done as much as these guys. I deserve as much money. And I don't think that's wrong. Like, I don't think that's a wrong stance for him to take. I also get the next viewpoint where they're like, Yeah, but you sucked in the playoffs. And you are never going to be our starting point guard. So why don't you take this really, really, really good contract for like that basically says you're a quality starter, right? That's what like a four eighty, four ninety million dollar contract is. It means you're a quality starter. And I don't I think he was like, well, Yeah, no, let's just play it out then. Because and I think he's right. Like that money, he's gonna get if he if that's the that's the floor, he's going to get that contract. 480, 490. Unless he completely pulls like a Jordan Poole season from last year, he's gonna get that contract. Even if he pulls a Jordan Poole season last year, he's still probably getting that contract. Like, 
Jordan Poole was like 58 true shooting, dude. It wasn't a bad season offensively. Yeah, Draymond just hated his guts. Yeah. And then Steph started to hate his guts. And then Clay started to hate his guts. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Steve Kerr was like, we need leadership. Let's get Chris Paul for leadership. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think the, the quick thing is it'll solve itself in some ways. Like if you just... If he just plays really well, I don't know how you can be like, well, we can do it without him or we don't really need him. It's like, no, you kind of fucking need him, man. Kind of do. Um, also, yeah, the Hart contract as well. Like, Hart essentially got five for 90. Like, 94. Yeah. Yeah, five for 94. So it's like, he's looking at a deal and he's like, I need to at least make more than Hart. Yeah. The, like, the, that's what the happens heart, with the you. Thing, the Hart thing is actually four for 71, though. Because last yeah, year was a team option. Right, but it's also like, that's how money works. You're not looking at like, well, this is not guaranteed. Like, that's all yeah, no, 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 that is that that is how it works. Of course, quickly's agents can be like, well, you got 594. And Nick's going to be like, well, actually, it's 471. And we offered you, we're going to offer you 480. So we clearly think you're better. Like, we're offering you more money. That yes. works. They're not going to be like, oh, well, actually, you're right. It not to mention, like, you look at like, Pool got the contract. Pool got what, four for 140. Like I'm not I'm not talking about guarantee. I'm just talking about total money with incentives. Like four for one for for pool. I, I think even his his guaranteed money was like a one twenty eight or something, right? Yeah, and then like Hero got like four for one twenty. I think that's like one ten guaranteed, something like that. Yeah, so it's like you're looking at a market where it's like high end six men are getting like RJ Barrett money minimum. Well, I, I and this is why the negotiation is tough, right? Because then they can just be like, well, okay, but look at these contracts now nobody actually thinks they're good contracts nobody thinks the hero contract is good they only think it's neutral they don't think it's good nobody thinks the, the pool contract is was literally underwater they had to pay get to get out the deal yep and then and yeah. I, I mean like if we're gonna have the real conversation like if the Knicks traded rj bear right now what do you think they get for him completely honest like I, i'm not this has nothing to do with what Dual i think citizenship like, I think they I think they could get like an expired. I think that if they wanted to get off back his contract, if they wanted to get off his contract, literally just straight up just like we want to so dump the money. Water. If they just wanted to dump the money, they could probably dump the money. Some Reese's pieces. <laughs> Basically, but I don't think they would get anything for it. Like I don't think they get like a, a real asset. Maybe they get like seconds. Bodanovich and Alec Burks. Yeah, like I, I don't think they'd get a lot for him. So that's probably the way the Knicks were looking at it too. Where it's like, yeah, your impact and all that shit is better, but we've seen like Jordan Poole's impact before the season was actually really good, right? Like before last season, like he was like a plus guy the year before. He was awesome for them uh, before he got paid. I mean, forget the playoffs, but like he was really good for them that year. Hero was obviously he was six man of the year. Say whatever you want about that, but like not some bullshit player. Um, like and and after they signed that contract, immediately how they get viewed changes. And so I think like teams are sensitive to that stuff and maybe the Knicks more so than some other teams, right? Like where you're still, you're still not just calculating out like what his contract is, but with all this new shit in the CBA with like the new aprons, right? Second apron and all that stuff. You're like, okay, well, once you hit that second apron, now all of a sudden you can't aggregate salaries. So like, if you want to go get Joel Embiid, you can't combine salaries anymore. If that puts you in the second apron, I'm not saying it would have. I it wouldn't have, but when, even if you get into the first apron, it makes all this stuff so much harder. And so I think they're trying to balance a lot of this shit. Um, and so like 
I don't know, obviously, how it would work. I don't know what would be going through their minds. It just would not surprise me at all if the kind of cumulative impact of what it would do to the team cap was a bigger factor in kind of where they drew the line versus what they think he's worth. You know, I, I think there's some of that at play too. So um, we'll see. I mean, hopefully I don't, I, again, if he plays like this, I don't think they really have a choice. And if he plays like this, I think Thibodeau might have like a fucking aneurysm if they were just like, well, we couldn't pay him. So we got Thibodeau might have though. a stroke and die. Yeah. He might choke out Leon Rose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, we, but we did get two first. So, <laughs> Dibs would lose his mind at the at, at the prospect of just having picks. There'd be a Knicks fan on Twitter who'd be really happy about it, especially <laughs> if you traded for Kyle. There'd be several. <laughs> There'd be several. Several. Oh ones. my gosh! There'd be several Knicks fans <laughs> that oh. are happy about it. <laughs> Before Paul got concussed by Draymond, <laughs> that's probably why he uh, stunk so bad last year. Mr. Mafia do you think there are teams who would give Quick not only the bag, but also give a starting point guard? Yes. Plus Utah, San Antonio, yeah. the Magic, if they got serious. Um, we just paid Cole to Anthony, so I don't know if they're that serious. They're not. Only paid him. They, they paid him to I know it was only 339, but still. Cole Anthony is the type of guard that, like, they started if the Jalen Knicks, Suggs tonight, so. If the, Knicks, if the Knicks did use quickly in a package to, like, go get a star or something. Cole Anthony is the type of guy you'd be like, all right, let's see what we would have to give up to get him to be our backup point guard. I mean, you have – I'd take Rokas over Cole Anthony right now. Like, stop it. Schwinn wants to make me cry, man. Cole Anthony. Yeah, I think Cole Anthony's fine. I think he's fine. I think he's actually developed pretty Cole recently. Anthony has tentacles on his head. I don't want Cole Anthony <laughs> anywhere near this franchise. That's literally racist right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's hair racism. Oh, am, I, am I wrong? Yes. He has nice hair. Beautiful hair. Um – all right. But like no, that's they, they paid him to be trade bait, right? It's like yeah. who, who did that? They, somebody did like Grayson Allen. Who uh, the, the the Grizzlies did like Grayson Allen, right? That they paid mm-hmm. him. They paid him and then they traded him. Yeah, and they did that with um, Melton also. Like this is what you do with these guys. So yeah, I think I, Utah is the one. Utah and San Antonio make me a little nervous. More so Utah than San Antonio because like Gennings literally offered Paul Reed a troll offer sheet this summer. Like, that was a thing that happened. He, like, she's very unserious. He literally offered a, a troll offer sheet. So, he's the one guy out there that I'm just like, mm. but, but, I mean, look, you're the, you're the you're the draft guy, Terry, so Prez keeps saying this is a point guard draft. Hmm. I don't give a shit. I'm asking, <laughs> I'm asking you, because these are the teams you're talking about. It's a, it's a point guard draft, but also like, I think if I think Emmanuel quickly hits the market, he's the best restricted free agent. Like he's probably the top, like a top three free agent if he hits the market. Like aside from Pascal, like I don't. Ooh, Nick's gonna have to match. Oof. And there's money out there this offseason, bro. Like there's money, so I think you gotta pay him. I would have just paid him just to get it over with, but like, not everyone's as the smart problem as is, us. Like Brunson and Randall being such good contracts, like artificially deflates whatever value quickly going to get because you can't pay him more and he's never going to take five years because like why would quickly want five years guaranteed he wants to hit the market as soon as possible and the True. knicks won't give him a player option so like 
I can't see the world where the Knicks gave him a player option and they didn't go RJ a player option. I mean, I'd be able to give him a player option if he was like, yeah, I'll do like 590. I'm like, great, dude, you can have fucking 15 <laughs> You have a player option at the year three if you do like 590, but like, <laughs> so yeah, just kind of came down discount. Like the Knicks had a cutoff point and quickly it's like, well, if that's your cutoff point, I know I'm going to be able to play myself into this. So like, why would I, why would I sign for that number? Oh my gosh, Quickly's doing the Dirk pay cuts? Wow, so nice of him. <laughs> I would have legitimately wanted a statue of him in front of Madison Square Garden. Sam is playing with tape right now, by the way. It's actually a thing that's happening. Um, trying to get it off the roll. Trying to fix his parlays right now. Oh my god. Trying to tape them together. Oh my goodness. What, you had Derek Lively rebounds? Hell no. I barely touched this game. Barely. Barely being the keyword. <laughs> Barely because I knew Vector would do some stupid shit like get in trouble with four fouls in the third quarter. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the quickly stuff is just it's annoying. Um, it's tough. I well, the good thing is seeing that he did not like, you know, he just came out and played well, and that's probably the biggest thing about this is like you want to see how he reacts. And, you know, it's just one game, but, like, it's better for him to get off to a good start instead of a bad start. Could you imagine if he had a bad game tonight? Oh, my God. Twitter would be insane. And Twitter. The media. The media, the media would be insane. The discourse. <laughs> what, what I mean what I mean by Twitter is, I mean, like, the beat reporters. They'd be all over it. They're so annoying. They, they were already asking Tibbs. Yes, they were asking Tibbs. They asked Brunson and they asked Julius about that Embiid rumor. It's like one, it was literally one rumor out of Philly. Really? You can ask these guys like this is what you guys fucking access for. This is what they need access for. This guy. Yeah, they this cry what, all the time about access, access so they could ask stupid stuff. Leon Rose hasn't interviewed the media independently in twenty five months, and this so they could ask Leon media. Rose. Leon Rose, why would you want to include Evan Fournier and Mitchell Robinson in in, in the steal? Like he's gonna tell you why. Like, would, would you trade Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett for Joel Embiid? Those are <sighs> hard hitting questions we need to know, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Vieira asks, do y'all think the Bucks are our worst matchup in the East? Today confirmed what we knew last year that I think we match up well with Boston. Um I'm fine in the East. I... All right. <laughs> okay. Jala, fucking Tyrese London over here. All right, bro. <laughs> Why are we government naming? <laughs> That's crazy. Uh but yeah, I, I don't know. I think I still think though, uh, Boston's weird. It's their first real game together. I tend to believe that they are like just have fundamental issues that help us out against them, ball handling, passing that stuff. But um, yeah, I don't think like they don't match up with us poorly. It's probably the best way to put it. I still think they beat us, but I don't. I'm not like scared of playing them. Milwaukee to me is just definitely a bad matchup. Yeah, that Giannis Dame pick and roll. Is going to be devastating. I mean, for... you're quickly locking that up. Which what pod was this? Anybody know? Berman is talking crazy on a pod today after the extension deadline, saying IQ is a selfish player that is best at a six man keep those receipts. Berman I is will... also in Florida. Like, don't trust anything he's saying right now because he. No, is... if you you find the podcast, let me know. I'm, I'm gonna keep that receipt. <laughs> oh man, Berman just needs to enjoy retirement and stop like trolling. He can't. Oh, he was on with Alex. Okay, great. Lockdown Knicks. Fucking enemy of the state, Alex Wolf. 
<laughs> can't stand that, guy. that motherfucker. Cannot stand that guy. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't know. Don't tell him. <laughs> um yeah i don't know I, this game was stupid like it was a dumb opening game and we only played dumb opening games against the celtics so cool uh, i'm glad to go to overtime if it went to overtime i would have been kind of heated it basically may as well have considering when it ended <laughs> true it should end at like 9 55 or some shit like jesus <laughs> basically a football game uh yeah i i would I was encouraged, actually, by a lot of stuff I saw today. You got to figure that they're not going to shoot, like, absolute fucking ass crack for most of the season. And, um, you know. No, Brunson and Randall, they're going to shoot terribly the whole season? I mean, no. But, like, we there's going to be a lot of 31% from three nights. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, that was, yeah. all, that was, a, lot, that was a lot of that last year. A, a good old 31% from three night with like 61% from the line. But like, like surprisingly, we, we win those type of games too. So it's like, you know. You like, we can play in the trenches. That's not a problem. It's just going to be real ugly when we do And it. I think that's why a lot of people kind of, well, some people, they expect some sort of, some sort of um, what you call it, regression from us because they think we won't be able to win those type of games. But like, I feel like that's something that just like doesn't die out in certain players or a certain type of team like it just seems yeah. like that's this team's identity so i mean offensive rebounding is like a pretty consistent trait you're just not a good offensive rebound team you're just <clears throat> probably gonna stay a good offensive rebound team um big thing was it or is being a good defensive rebounding team obviously like i mean i don't think any of us were under the impression that losing obi and putting in divincenzo is going to make us the worst defensive rebounding team in we any way and did not tonight anyway. Um, so that was good to see. I, I think like the the stuff that didn't go well tonight, free throw shooting, we're not gonna be a good free throw shooting team. We're probably gonna be better than 14 and 26. Because if we went 14 and 26 on the line, every single night we would set the record for worst free throw shooting team ever in a season by a team. So I'm pretty sure that will improve. I'm pretty sure that Jalen Bunsen will shoot better, and I'm pretty sure Julius Randle will, unless we're having a 2021. 2022 Julius Randle season, which I hope we're not. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, those three pieces, like, you would bet go in our favor. So even if, you know, okay, quickly, he's going to go five to seven from three or whatever it is. So in the bench production overall or the three to nine production overall, pretty average. Like, it wasn't some crazy outlandish stuff. So I feel pretty good about what I saw from the next night. I think they – after what we saw in the preseason for them defensively at least jesus like this was i needed to see that i was like oh okay they can actually play defense good to know shout out to espn analytics who predicts us to lose each of our next five games espn analytics is ran by stephen a smith who just cries (laughs) it's Based on what will make him cry the most. Oh my god, Trey Young. They could have had Trey Young if they traded up in the draft. Zion Williamson. They didn't win the lottery. Zion Williamson. Donovan Mitchell was a star. You need a superstar. You can't do it without Donovan Mitchell, even though he choked in the playoffs. But you can't. Damn, why didn't we play Cleveland twice? Because the league wants to milk it. So we can beat their heads in again? On Halloween, my Ooh, Max Struess. Ooh, Georgia CAA. Bro, he had 27 and 12 tonight, bro. They what? might not they might not be lying, bro. That's, That's insane. Lying. 
No, no, they're definitely lying. I'm just like, that's wild. You let a t- you let Max Cruz get 27 and 12 on your head top. The Nets. Jesus. Cam Thomas cool. had like 36. Like, I don't was... think I don't think Max Cruz has ever had 12 rebounds in a game before. He's a, like not a good rebounder. Max Cruz getting rebounds in your franchise. Ben Simmons, what happened? I thought Ben Simmons was supposed to be strapping shit. What Claxton. happened? Rick Claxton had three defensive rebounds in 20 minutes. That's great. <laughs> DPOY, remember he's he's the anchor. He's an anchor. Losing a game where Cam Thomas goes for thirty six on twenty one shots is bad. special type of losing. Yeah, that's that's like that's a really bad loss against. Yeah, I don't know. Especially Cleveland didn't even have what they didn't have Jared Allen tonight. No. So, so you should have won this defensive rebound battle. You should have won this rebounding battle for sure in that case. No. Kind of did. The next guy had thirteen offensive rebounds. So. It's not a good rebounding team, Cleveland. Shout out them. Um, I think, yeah, I felt I feel pretty okay with what I saw from the next night. That's where I'm at with this. Yeah, I mean, I think first game of the season, um, you got good production from, like you said, three through nine. Um, and you know, offensively, RJ had a better start than most season openers and quickly was definitely way better than most season openers and you'll take that any day of the week um but yeah if they can continue this and then brunson can i expect brunson to be better randall um i don't know randall seems to randall seems what that's some real hating right there no it's because randall like randall has this weird thing where every other year he has to like be good and every other year he has to be be bad so like he this seems this is lining up to be a bad year like so like we'll see with randall um brunson i i i fully trust him to get back on track randall we'll see um but yeah terry's your thoughts before we head out of here um I just need us to be serious for Friday. It's the Atlanta Hawks. If we let Trey Young get his game off, it might be insufferable. I don't need to see might? this. I don't need to see this. Might? Because he's going he's gonna to milk that playoff series another year, and I don't need that kind of energy in my life. Yeah. Well, it's not even a might. It's a definitely, and you'll know, all the media will run with it too. Um... But yeah, I think we will end things off here. Shout out to everyone that came through and listened and watched. Uh, Make sure you guys leave a like and subscribe. We are on our way to 1K sub, so all that you do does definitely help us out. Um, We will be back on Friday versus the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Make sure you guys check out all the links in the description. We got links to the site, merch, Patreon. Definitely sign sign up for that. You get access to Schwinn Show. Um, there's also a tier where you can. I'm sorry, can I read this? I read yeah. This is like an actual thing. Billy Donovan says when he walked into the Bulls' locker room tonight, <clears throat> players were already in heated conversations. He asked if they wanted him to leave to handle conflict. <laughs> players said yes, so he did. Donovan emphasized that embracing conflict is key for this year's roster. Donovan also emphasizes that this wasn't a huge blow up. They weren't screaming at each other, and players echoed that in post game. But frustration was clear. Zach Levine criticized the second half response. I don't think we played with enough heart. How is this the first game of the season, bro? First game of the season. 
Like what is how, how, what are, what are, how are you freaking out about this already? That's that's wild to me. I'm sorry, I had to, <laughs> I had to read that. that was... You mean you told me the Chicago Bulls aren't coming, bro? Yeah. <laughs> let's let's uh we got don't worry, we got the real boring um we got the real boring Brunson answers today. Oh, I need boy. to be better first and foremost. <laughs> I hold myself to a higher standard. Classic Brunson. Julius Randle. There's certain plays that we wish we could have made and we didn't. He's doing. He's. I hate when he does this. The weezing. I hate the weezing. The weezing. Oui. 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 Oh, is it we, really, Julius? It's we, huh? Yeah. Yeah, we. Oui. Try I. Love speaking French. <laughs> he loves speaking French. <laughs> we, we, uh, you know, we got to look at the tape. No, no, we don't. You, you do. do. <laughs> you look at the tape. Try not to spin into a double team, fucking prick. <laughs> also, I don't know, Joe, the way they spelled Tom Thibodeau's name on one of these tweets, like they spelled it T H O B I D A U. They would. Somebody, Zach needs to get his stuff together for SNY Media, bro. <laughs> Journalism 101. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I think now. We can end things off. Um, links to the Patreon. We got access to the Discord. And there are several shows, including Schwen Show in one of the tiers. So definitely check that out. We also got links to, I said the merch. We said the site. I said Patreon. And Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Um, and uh, just so people know, the uh, this week, uh, Strick and Roll and uh the pod circle and the friday show they're all going to be made free um so you can check those out in full and see kind of like what you get out of the dis or out of the subscription if you take uh if you subscribe to the patreon uh the discord is not free this week because if we let you in it's kind of hard to just like kick you out. out yeah so uh but it is fun so if you subscribe you get access to that too all right we will catch you guys on friday Everyone have a good night and enjoy your Thursday. I won't. We lost. All right.